Welcome back to the Puma Podcast. I'm Tori. And I'm Puma. And on this podcast, we talk about Jesus, life, and everything in between. Everything. 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 Yep. In between. <laughs> yeah, guys, if you've been following with us today, we, um, yeah, on this little, like, I don't call it series, but we've been talking about the Great Commission and maybe more importantly, what that looks like, what that means, and how we can live that out. Yeah, and the Great Commission, even broadening that, just what is our purpose? What What's is our purpose? purpose in life? Why are we here? As we kind of start the summer, summer's coming to an end. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I I don't uh, do summer well, uh, the heat and all yeah. that. So, yeah. But we've been talking about the summer and how activities and different things, sometimes it's easy to forget you know, what our purpose is or the schedule of things. We don't see people and, and life just kind of gets away from us. And mm-hmm. we can get very self-centered, very self-indulgent yeah. uh, with things. It's my time, my summer. I'm going to, you know, do my own thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's been a interesting ride uh, journey as we've kind of gone yeah. through the last, you know, four or five podcasts and just looking at what is our, our purpose and then kind of right. walking that down to some practical some yeah, practical, practical areas. Things. And I, I love to this little series because it is really practical, but it's not only practical, it actually, it's, it's everything. This is why we are here as believers, as Christians. Why, why do we go to church? Why do we love people? Why should we make disciples? It all goes back to one who's at the mission, but also our purpose behind it. Like why, why does God want to use people? God has a mission. Why does he want to use us? And so really excited about this particular podcast. Some pretty hands-on, I think, applicational things here. So let's dive in. All right. So if we were going to review where we we were, you know, just the question, what's our purpose? Paul told the Corinthian church, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do all for the Glory of God. All for the glory of God. Ooh, we memorized that when we were kids. Yeah. You know, it's a fun thing. Don't know what it means, but it's super True. cool. Yeah. Right. So to give glory to God, really it's saying he is valuable. He is important. He is um, the one to be focused on, to give glory to, uh, highlights the the value mm-hmm. and the importance, you know, of a person. And I think I'd mentioned in, in previous podcasts when I was a kid, we used to learn catechisms, catechism. which would be a question and then an answer. And the an- is a theological question. And then the answer would be sort of the theological answer to the question asked, kind of a, a composite summary of what the Bible talks about. Mm-hmm. And the very first one that I learned as a kid, the question was, what is the chief end or what is the purpose of man? What's, what's our purpose? To give God glory and to enjoy him forever. Yeah, and so as a member as a kid, I had to get it just right so I could get points at camp. <laughs> the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Mm. And there's two parts to that that I think are very, very important. One, we exist to highlight how amazing God is, mm-hmm. to give him glory, to glorify him, to magnify him, to highlight his importance. And we had talked about how Everything in creation uh, serves that purpose. Mm. You know, planets, stars, animals. We went to the zoo in Omaha here this summer <laughs> and saw all the animals, and it's really just amazing. I mean, it to is. look at all the way the animals, um, it, 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 mm-hmm. it's hard to not say, wow, God, when you look at his creation. Right. Because yeah. all creation is to, mag- to, to cause us to go, wow, God. Yeah. But yeah. for you and I, we exist for 
you know, really the world and even other people to say, wow, God, to glorify him. But it, it, it goes further than that, not just to glorify him, but to enjoy him, to enjoy him forever. Mm. And what we mean by that is that God not only is one that we magnify and give glory to, but we created in his image, mankind created in the image of God, have been given a very special place in all of creation with this privileged opportunity, this privileged position, this honor position of being able to glorify God through relationship, a special relationship with him, to relate to him, to enjoy him. Mountains, they don't have feelings. You know, what does a rock think about? Nothing, because they don't think, right? Yeah. A rock rock just exists to glorify God, but a rock doesn't think about God. Hmm. A rock doesn't say, God, um, what else would make you happy today? A rock Hmm. doesn't feel when sin abounds and and God's name is being maligned. And, Hmm. you know, a rock doesn't care about, it's just a rock. Even animals. I mean, animals just exist to, to give God glory. But animals aren't in a relational position to have God share his thoughts with them. to connect. It's for God to share, you know, here's my redemptive plan for mankind. What do you guys think about this? Um, People, we are created with a special capacity to relate to God in a relational, personal way because our God is a relational person. Mm -hmm. We're created in his image. And so we can enjoy him forever. It was a it was a we were created not just for a moment but to relate to God for eternity. Mm. And so that is our purpose in life, to know him and to glorify him. And so we kind of walked that through with some of our, you know, podcasts and you know looked at uh, like John chapter 15, you know, mm-hmm. where Jesus says that it is to my father's glory yeah, that we bear much, much fruit, fruit showing ourselves to be Jesus's disciple. And so as we kind of walk that down, that part of how we give God glory is being in right relationship with Jesus, having faith in Jesus, believing in Jesus, and then living Mm. in that relationship, living in a way that he wants us to be living in that relationship. And so we kind of talk that through a little bit and, and some of the kind of the fallout of that. Yeah, the nuances. And it's interesting, too, because being in relationship, I mean, there are good relationships and there are bad relationships. And with sin, it's always bad. And yet Jesus still pursued us. He pursued relationships with people that didn't love him, that maybe still don't love him. And I think part of the beauty of just that, you know, the catechism sort of phrase, you know, we are to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We are not good at enjoying God. We're not even good at glorifying him. And yet he pursues us. Part of God's pursuit for people is that we would. I don't know if you've ever pursued a relationship for someone that really didn't care about you or maybe didn't want to be your friend or didn't want to date you or whatever. Uh, God is persistent, and and that comes with a lot of hurt, and yet God doesn't give up on people who reject him relationally, yeah. uh, which well, is amazing. About, and I think about part of my, my purpose for being here is to have a relationship with my Creator. Hmm. I mean, that's, but that's, that is hmm. a, a designed purpose for my life. Yeah. You know, I, even just saying that, it's hard to really kind of comprehend that. Yeah, was it? Yeah. So what does that practically live out? We kind of backed out even more, you know, like John 15, talking about abiding in Christ, and mm-hmm. and we can't make fruit happen, but we can abide in Christ. And so it all comes down to how do we relate to Jesus? That my purpose to know God, that purpose is really seen coming to fruition when I come to know Jesus in mm-hmm. a relational way. 
and and not just know him intellectually, but enter a relationship yeah. with him. And that relationship mm-hmm. has, well, it has responsibilities to it, right? Mm-hmm. A relationship has responsibilities. And, and Jesus um, was not outside relationship, had a relationship with the Father. And so even Jesus says, and we had looked at this in previous podcasts, John seventeen four, where Jesus prays, says, Father, I brought you glory on earth by completing the work yeah. that you sent me to do. Yeah. And so we explored that. What was that work? Because you know, Jesus hasn't gone to the cross yet at that point. Right, yeah. He's 24 hours less than yeah. away from the cross. And he right. says he completed, completed the work. Completed the work. Or he fulfilled the mission. Or he mm-hmm. did what the mm-hmm. Father wanted him to do. And one of the interesting things, especially in the Gospel of John, you see this over and over again, that Jesus is constantly referring to the the truth that the Father has sent him. Mm-hmm. When he's with the the woman at the well, and the disciples say, you know, hey, here's some food. Jesus says, my food is to do the will Lord. of him him yeah. who sent me, the yeah. will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. When he's confronted by the religious leaders, you know, he says, listen, I'm only doing what the Father told me to do. Mm-hmm. The, the Father mm-hmm. sent me, and I am here to, to do what he has called yeah. me to do. Yeah. Um, in John 17, his high priestly prayer, he says, Father, I've, I've um, taught those that you gave me. In other words, the Father had a, a mission for Jesus. What's interesting is Jesus then, uh, before he ascended to heaven, he commissioned his disciples, his followers, and gave them a mission. Mm-hmm. And we know that is the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Yeah. And, and that Great Commission, the, the command there is to make disciples. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, Jesus never said, do as I say, but not as I do. He said, do as I say, because this is what I've been doing. Right, this is what I did. This is what do, I did. Do what yeah. I did. Do what I do what I did. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of where we kind of boil this down to, you know, what is our, our purpose? Our purpose is to know God and to enjoy him forever. And we cannot enjoy him unless we are in right relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And a right relationship with him is not just um, belief in him as our savior, but also walking in obedience with him. And so he, as the one whom all authority has been given, said, mm-hmm. here's here's the baton. The Father sent me, so I am sending you. Here's the mission. Go make disciples as I have made disciples of you. Right. Well, and last week we talked about how he did that, right? So not WWJD, what would you just do? It's WDJD, what did he do? And we talked about last week, there are kind of three big things that I'll call them things, but really priorities, values that Jesus did to make disciples. And if Jesus did it, well, then we should too, right? And you mentioned it was three. It was we should be missional, we should be relational and intentional. And intentional. Those yeah. were the, the three big values of Jesus and how he made disciples. Yeah, if you think of his, you can say his methodology and kind of met- method, like his method principles. Sure. And we could apply those to anything, right? So... Like Elon Musk, mm. right? He has a mission, right? And it involves to beat Zuckerberg, right? Right, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, he, he's yeah to to sell a lot of cars or you know to you know buying Twitter. You know, maybe his ultimate mission is to populate Mars, and mm. so Tesla yeah. and Twitter are just a, a means to his greater mission. I mean, I, I, I've never really talked to Elon Musk, honestly, personally, so <laughs> I didn't really not sure. He really, hasn't, he hasn't really revealed his ultimate mission mm-hmm. for why he does what he does. But he's very missional. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's very and he's very intentional in that. Yes, and it involves people. He can't populate Mars if that's his ultimate goal without you mm-hmm. know 
engaging people and relating to people. So those three words, um, missional, um, relational, intentional, can be used in a lot of different contexts. True. But when we think of Jesus, we want to kind of define those in, in a specific way. So we'll just take the word missional, right? So Jesus was on mission. And we hear that in business and a lot of other contexts. Right. Yep. But when we say that Jesus was on mission, it was the Father had a purpose and a plan for Jesus. And Jesus lived and breathed according to that agenda. And so everything that Jesus did was to fulfill the Father's will, the Father's purpose, or the Father's mission for Jesus' life. That's why he could say um, in John 17, 4, I have you know, completed the work that you sent me to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a clear view of what you're seeking to accomplish, then you can never say I've completed it because you really it's, it's, right. you don't know what it is. Right, there's no clarity. Yeah. So what Jesus. Looks like. So what? What was Jesus's? What was the mission the Father gave him? Well, we know from a few verses later, he prays that it involved the twelve disciples. Mm-hmm. It involved those twelve that the Father specifically gave Jesus. That Jesus was to pour his life into them and reproduce his life into their lives, so that when Jesus goes to the cross and ascends to heaven the Father's work in this world will continue. The mm-hmm. mission will continue. Mm-hmm. So Jesus really initiated a movement, uh, a, a movement of dis- making disciples who make disciples who make disciples who look like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So Jesus reproduced himself into a group of men, and then they in turn went out and reproduced their lives into others, et cetera, et cetera, to the point where you and I are talking right now. Yeah, so it's really kind of passing on. You say missional, and what helps me when I hear that word, Jesus was missional. Like, yes, the Great Commission, we are to make disciples who make disciples, but the unique part, to be missional, it's an identity. It is a, I have picked you and chosen you to be on my great mission. So to be missionally minded is to pour into other people who pour into other people. You know, I think for a disciple, if I was one of the 12, hopefully not Judas, if I was one of the 11, you know, and I just saw my best friend, my rabbi die and then come back to life. And then I get invited. The Holy Spirit ascends and or descends, really. And all of a sudden I realize I have a place on Jesus' team. My best friend, the one I loved, who loved me, who called me friend in John 15, like that Jesus wants me on his team. All of a sudden Jesus' mission is then brought down to me because I'm invited into this overall big picture right. of so, redemption. So my life in Christ has incredible purpose mm-hmm. here and now. That's the word. We had purpose. asked we had asked the question way back, you know, why 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 did why did God not take me to heaven the mm-hmm. moment I trusted in Jesus as Savior? Why not take me home right then? Yeah. It's because there's still a purpose or a mission that he has for me mm-hmm. this side of eternity. Mm-hmm. And that mission, this is, so this is what's so amazing. The, we don't have to figure out what the mission is. We don't have to create it. We don't have to go out and find it. Jesus gave it to us, mm-hmm. make disciples. And I That's think true. this is one of the problems that, you know, churches and Christians struggle with. We're always like, well, what, what am I supposed to be about? Mm-hmm. What, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. Am I supposed to build a, a bigger building? Am I supposed right. to create more Lots programs. Of confusion, um, unknown. Yeah. What am I, what am I supposed to do with my, with my life? Uh, you know, I just, you know, I just come and I work in the, the sound booth, you know, in the back of the sanctuary, you know, it's like, but that didn't seem that very significant. And mm. we had talked mm-hmm. about, you know, what, what, what gives 
my life purpose uh, and, and meaning, if I really am convinced that Jesus called me not just to know him, um, not to just to glorify him, but to enjoy him and relate to him forever, mm-hmm. and that he has called me to join him in the mission that the Father gave him in this life, to magnify the Father by helping people realize their um, their worth and value before Almighty God, and to to come to know Jesus, their Creator, and and recreate their life, become a new creation, and that my life now has meaning and purpose, and I can live each day with an intentionality. I can mm-hmm. live each day in relationship with other people in a way that's meaningful and valuable, and not just kind of redundant and boring. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. It might look different for everybody. Because everyone's in a different family, in a different neighborhood, in a different setting, different churches, different parts of the, the world. Mm-hmm. But the mission stays the same. Right. The mission was true for the disciples as it's true for us, that we are called to make disciples who are in love with Jesus, who want to follow Jesus, who want to take mm-hmm. on his character and his priorities to walk as Jesus walked. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I love how you, you said that, that it's it's so much bigger than just acknowledging God has a mission. It's actually, it's realizing that God calls me to be missional, that I I have a place, I have a purpose, and something bigger than, I love how you said identity and value. Like there is immense worth realizing that Jesus wants me on his team, that part of the mission of God, Jesus invites me into that. Because of our relationship with Jesus, I'm invited to be missional. I, I can be part of the mission. That's super duper cool. Yeah, so we're part of the mission. It's kind of the North Star. If I am... You know Elon Musk, and I'm the you know owner of of Tesla, so I have a mission to make you know electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. When you get off that mission, I think we had mentioned this maybe in a previous podcast. I can't mm-hmm. remember if we did or mm-hmm. not, but I know earlier this past year, like Chick Fil A, oh, yeah. thought that they were gonna <sighs> go off mission and do Chick-fil-A. what cauliflower patties or whatever. That's a mistake. Yeah, big mistake. <laughs> yeah, it didn't last long. It didn't. But the, see, this is the downfall of a lot of businesses when they lose sight of why they were, mm-hmm. why they started, what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know, just focus on what it is that you are supposed to be doing. When you diverge off of that mission, because um, something is always going to uh, have our focus, something is always going to have our attention. Mm-hmm. And part of the temptation is always to get our eyes off of that. So, if I'm a Christian or I'm a church leader, um, I you know a church and and we have you know, a desire to make disciples as a, as a church or as a ministry. But as time goes on, it's very easy to, that starts to get fuzzy because, you know, other things come in, right? Giving starts going down or, you know, I, I invested time in a person and then they just kind of abandoned me altogether because they, you know, found someone else or something else to, you know, occupy their time. And you kind of get disillusioned. Mm-hmm. It's very easy. I mean, it's amazing to me with all of the the conflict that Jesus experienced and all the, like with the religious leaders, you know, um, John chapter six, where, you know, many of the disciples desert him, you know, mm-hmm. just John the Baptist gets beheaded and, and, and his own family doesn't understand his siblings don't understand and all the opposition that he had. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I were him, I would get very disillusioned. Am, am I mm-hmm. doing the right thing? Am I right. Uh, focused on the, the right mission, the right goal? And see, this is, we are not saying that, you know, following Jesus and focused on making disciples is the easiest path. It is mm-hmm. the fruitful path. It is the most rewarding path, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Right. And then, so this is why we always have to come back almost, you know, daily, 
you know, what is my purpose today? God called me to be his child. He called me to follow Jesus. He called me to make disciples today mm-hmm. until he calls me to eternity, to my eternal home. And so we have to always really fix our eyes on, on that mission to make disciples. Uh, we, I'm sure we'll talk, we'll start talking about breaking that down. Is that how did Jesus do that? Because the other two words of that, like missional, um, to be relational and intentional, really kind of get into the practical side of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I think it's really good to, to break down the first really big milestone. We know that there is a mission, and this was confusing for me too until you helped me understand this a few years ago. Just like the mission of God, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, to make disciples. Like, I understood that, yes, that's what you just did. I need to do that too. But what kind of worldview, kind of ideology, kind of perspective do I need to have? And what did Jesus have? Let's just mimic those values, principles. And Jesus knew that he knew that he knew that he was called to be missional, meaning he knew that he had a purpose and a reason to be here. Yeah, He knew he was sent. He knew he was sent by the Father. Mm -hmm. Out of respect for the Father and love for the Father, he was willing to do what the Father called him to do, sent on a mission. So for you and I, you know, the question you could ask ourselves you know, do we really love, how much do we love Jesus? Mm-hmm. Do we love the perks that we get? Or do we really love Jesus? And and do I, maybe you don't understand yet exactly how you are to go about making disciples, but to know that we have been called to be disciple mm-hmm. makers. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor. It doesn't matter if you're 12 years old. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, gender. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, then he has called you and he has really, um, you know, said you're on, you're on the team and, uh, I have a, I have a purpose for your life and it is to make disciples in your world where you, where you're planted. And and that's possible no matter who we are, no matter where we are. Yeah. I I think we should do this like application question at the end. Uh, so yeah, whether you're driving or listening to us on your phone or on the computer, like a good application question in terms of what it means to live missionally. Because that even word, too, is a buzzword. Oh, yeah, you go to this Christian school or this church event. Oh, be missional. Yeah, be missional. But what does that mean? You know, and you said, I think it was a good question. Like, do you really love Jesus? And not just like, oh, I'm a fan or like I have, you know, a tattoo of his name in Hebrew or whatever or like whatever. Do we love the Jesus of the Bible enough to move us to think missionally? Because I think to be missional it's not just acknowledging there's a mission. It's believing that I'm on that team, that my life matters. My pr- I have purpose. Because I love Jesus, my life matters. Because I have a relationship with Jesus, my life has real value and worth because he's called me to be missional. And Jesus knew that. Yeah, so we'll, we'll ask the question, and we'll, we'll continue to ask the question, you know, what is my North Star? Hmm. I, it's Sunday morning, I'm coming to church. Is my North Star because... He's called me to make disciples. Mm, yeah. Right? That, that's a great application question. Yeah. Um, you what know, why, why Why am I going to work today? It's because he's called me to be a disciple maker. Mm. I have to go to Walmart to pick up groceries. Well, what's my purpose there? Well, I he's called me to be a mm. disciple maker. If that, that That is the North Star that should kind of be out in front of us that we're working toward no matter where we go, which goes back to whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, we bring all to the, do all for the glory of God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Puma. And thank you guys so much for following us. My goodness. I, (laughs) it is, it's just so fun to be able to record and have you guys join us. And, um, it's a great application question. So yeah, if you're with me 
and Yar, because you're listening. Yeah, say that with me. What is your North Star? Why, why do you do what you do as a Christian? And, and pray through that. Think through that. Because I notice in my life, the most lowest moments of my life, the, the most oppressive you could even say, is when I forgot what my North Star was. Or I picked a North Star that really wasn't Jesus. So yeah, great, great question. Thank you, Puma. And if you guys want to reach out to us, uh, please, please email us at thepumapodcasts at gmail.com. We'd love to connect with you. And even the few people I've met, it's so fun meeting you guys. You guys are a joy. Um, not saying we have the best listeners, but I think the people I've met that follow and listen regularly just really love Jesus. It's just so fun to meet fellow Christians out there. So yeah. thank you guys for, for following Jesus with us as we follow Jesus. So yeah, tune in next week for the last uh, two little tidbits of Jesus's, I don't know, call it philosophy of ministry, but yeah. yeah. What does it mean to be relational and intentional? We'll see you next week on Fridays at 1010. Yep. Bye. Bye.